This is an RNZ podcast. Mary Holm joins me now. Hi, Mary. Hi, Jessie. Would you like to share Happy a Beatles story? Year, or is it, is it too late to say Happy New Year? Um, well, we should check Curb Your Enthusiasm. They did a whole episode about this. I think 27th of January might be pushing it, Mary. I was going to ask if you had a Beatles story you wanted to share. Oh, look. Um, I, I took a photo of the Beatles back when I... I must have been about three years old. I might have told you this, but I still got on oh, mental peace, actually. Um, went down to Wellington Airport and stuck a, a camera through the through the fence when they were driving around Wellington Airport after they got off the plane wow. with these huge, big plastic tickies around their necks. Yeah. You know, about half a metre across. <laughs> um, yeah. So I went to that concert way back in 1964. Never, never forgotten it. Although you couldn't hear any song. <laughs> too much screaming. <laughs> oh, you went to the concert too? Yep, yep. My dad shouted my sister and me to the concert. Was that town hall? Yes, it was, yes. Mm. And but the girl so many girls screamed, I didn't scream, I was really annoyed. I wanted to hear the song. <laughs> Keep it down, you lot. Um yeah. good stuff, Mary. Hey, um yeah, great topic today as well. I must admit I sort of, I sort of missed that this was going on, the New Zealand share market uh, heading down heading down steadily and for some time by the looks of things. Yes, it has been, and uh, and by the way, when we say, well, you were saying in the promo, the New Zealand share market is heading down, and I thought, ooh, it has been. We've got no idea what it's going to do from today on. You know, it might head back up again. Yeah. So okay, it, fair um, enough. Yeah, I'll take that one on the chin, Mary. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, oh gosh, are people going to tune in thinking I'm going to tell them what the shares are going to do from here on in? Because I absolutely don't know. Mm. I never know, but. Um, it, it just struck me on Tuesday morning this week, I turned on the radio in time to hear Giles Beckford doing his, his business report right before the 7 o'clock news. And he was saying, oh, you know, the world markets are down and, and the New Zealand market's going down. Um, and he actually said right at the end of his bulletin that um, they had a, the bird song was a Kiwi. And um, Giles said, shrieks from the bird and shrieks from the financial markets, which I thought was, was quite funny. Um, but then the point was, then the news came on, and during the main news bulletin, they talked about the share markets going down. And I always take that as a sign that something quite big's happening, because, you know, when... Giles and, and all the other business commentators and business journos and that are always t- telling us what's happening to the markets. But when it makes it into the, not the business news, but the mainstream news, I always think, oh, okay, that means quite big things are happening and it means that ordinary people are going to take more notice of it. Since then, actually, things have sort of settled down. The markets have kind of gone nowhere for the rest of this week so far. Um, and so the the focus has now gone elsewhere. But I was just thinking on that day, I wonder if some people listening are going to be saying, oh, help, um, better move to a lower-risk KiwiSaver fund or better sell my shares yeah. or, yeah. Um, and so I thought, well, time to talk about this again. By the way, it's always interesting whenever the markets do something dramatic, and it's usually downwards. The upwards 
uh, don't tend to be quite so dramatic. They more the markets over time crawl upwards, but they sort of drop downwards sometimes. And whenever this happens, the commentators always give reasons. And this time they said it was the troubles in Ukraine and the US economy. Um, and I thought, yes, nobody knows actually why <laughs> the markets do what they do. People, I think, feel as though they have to look knowledgeable. So they say, oh, it's because of this. They can always find something in the news to pin it on, you know. But I think what tends to happen is just when a few people start hearing that the market's going down, they rush in and sell, and that makes the market go down more, and so then more people rush in. You know, it, the, the momentum itself yeah. is people selling. It's nothing... Because the situation in Ukraine, I don't think, had particularly deteriorated that day, you know, but help, we've got to be able to explain it too. <laughs> people grab on, commentators grab on to anything. But it got me thinking about supermarket shortages, um, where it, it, the same as the share market, we tend to act because other people act. And like in the supermarket the other day, I was looking at long-life milk, which I usually buy, and the shelves were half empty, and so it made me buy more than I normally would. Yes. Of course, everybody does that. And so then the shelves do empty. You know, it's, it's a sort of self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. It's yeah. the sort of the prisoner's dilemma, really. Like, if everyone did the right thing, you'd be yeah. okay, but you don't feel like you can trust everyone to do the right thing. That's exactly right, yes, yes. With, with, with supermarket shopping, it's probably the rational thing for the individual to buy more when they see the shelves emptying. But with shares, it's not. It's not a good mm. idea at all to, to be selling because other people are selling. So um, I'm sort of saying to people, did you react... You know, were you worried on Tuesday? I suspect because that downturn was so short-lived, because it went out of the mainstream news the next day, that not many people would have actually moved down to lower-risk KiwiSaver funds or sold their shares. But um, if people who heard that, that news that day were thinking, oh, I might take action, that's a sign that perhaps they can't really tolerate volatility, you know. Um, but, I mean, there are two rules about being in, in shares or in a higher-risk KiwiSaver fund, and that is that it's got to be long-term money that you're not planning to spend ideally for at least 10 years because if you if it's shorter-term money you do plan to use in the next few years, there is quite a big chance that it will go down in that time. Mm. Um, but over 10 years, it almost never goes down. It, you know, it almost always rises. And the other thing is, if you can't tolerate the volatility, it makes you nervous. When um, when Giles Beckford was talking about the, the financial market shrieking like the Kiwis, um, <laughs> then um, that's a sign that perhaps you haven't got the the right sort of personality to <clears throat> to be in shares in the first place. We don't want people doing this bailing out. And, um, in in COVID, remember in um, February March. 2020, nearly two years ago now, when COVID first hit, the New Zealand share market and the world market all plunged. And the financial markets authority has looked at that and said nearly three times as many New Zealanders moved KiwiSaver funds then than they did in a similar period in other years. Uh-huh. In other words, a lot of people moved, and only 9% of those who moved moved back again fairly quickly. So a lot of people moved down because the market 
Um, yeah. And we'll end up with less in retirement. But an interesting point about this is that younger investors were more inclined to move than move to lower risk KiwiSaver funds at that time than older investors. And I was just reading an article by a guy called Graham Dustin in Good Returns magazine and he said he reckons there are three reasons why younger ones do that. One is that the markets never sleep and, and the young ones are sort of often watching them and, and, and the young ones are constantly checking their phones and also that these days there are apps and websites that let people trade easily. Mm. So, um, And another thing he mentioned is that some research shows that 18 to 24-year-olds are likely to take more risk when they're with other people their age. And... But that includes, you know, jumping off a bridge or something into a river yeah. or, or or something like that. Um, and we we do observe that, don't we? We young people in, in groups yeah. can. We don't tend to associate uh, associate it with the share market. No, but he said, well, perhaps given these days, you know, a lot of them are just trading shares on on the likes of Shares and Hatch and Invest Now, etc. Um, that it's too easy to, and especially if you're with other people. Oh gosh, look, the market's going down. Let's bail out. You know, so um, the the overall important message is: don't try to time the market. Don't try to guess when to get in and when to get out. It, it's um, I, I came across the other day, looking back through my column and back in my Herald column back in September 2017, I had a couple who had a lot of money in shares who wrote to me and said, "We frequently hear." that the market is due for a big correction soon and we wonder whether we should put all our savings mm-hmm. in bank deposits instead of shares before this happens. And I just had a look and since they wrote that letter, I said to them at the time, no, no, just think about it. Since they um, wrote that letter, world share markets have gone up over 50% and New Zealand share markets have gone up over 50%. So right. if they moved, they would have missed out. That means $100 turns into 150 or, you know, um, yeah, 10, and they had two two hundred and thirty thousand dollars in there, and, and, yeah. and the point point being that you just don't do it. You don't try and pick the best time to to, to leave or enter a market. Instead, you choose the market and the investment that is right for your situation, short term or long term, and then you really don't even look at it. That's exactly right. Just ignore it. Just ignore it. So, the conclusion from all of this, because I don't think we've got much more time, have we? Yeah, yeah, you go here. We've got uh, five minutes or so. Oh, here we go. Okay, okay. Um, I was going to tell you about a study by Morgan Stanley, which Mm. is a worldwide financial services firm, um, saying don't try to time the market. And they would actually benefit if people did time the market because they'd have people trading in and out and they'd be getting brokerage fees commissions from that. But nonetheless, they are honest and they they looked at... um, more than 4,500 forecasts by a group of um, people who said they were market timers. They could time the markets and over a period of 12 years. And only 10 out of 28 people got it right more than half the time. And, you know, by chance you'd get it right about half the time, what way the market's moving. Um, and But only 10 out of 28 did. And none of them predicted it well enough to actually beat the market. In other words, they all would have done, all 28 would have done worse than if they just left their money where it was. So, I mean, that's a 
So unless unless you think that you are smarter than those twenty eight experts yeah. or people who, who who thought they were as smart as you, you better just to um, take the strategy we were talking about. There's some useful yeah, comparisons really. you've got as well. Yeah, I use quick comparison with house prices because people always say, "Well, what about houses?" Um, they wobble around quite possibly as much as share prices. It's just that they, we don't have an auction every day of of a given house, you know, right. if we did, we'd probably find that the the price of the house varied a whole lot too, depending on what was happening to interest rates and et cetera, or the weather that day. Um, CanStar looked at, um, at house price rises and share price rises since 2000. So late last year, they had a look at that, and house prices rose more than fivefold, but New Zealand share prices rose more than sevenfold. So people who are, you know, deeply concentrating on house price rises, which have been extraordinary, but so have New Zealand share mm-hmm. rises. They've been even even faster since 2000. So, um, it, you know, that comparison is um, needs to be made, that it's not just houses that are going crazy, it's she is. And over since this century, basically, since 2000, yeah, despite the global financial crisis. Halfway through, um, just coming to the conclusion about it. Um, if you, when you hear that you know that the share market has made the main news, not just the business news, um, and it freaks you out, it really worries you, um, or it's short-term money that you plan to spend within ten years, it's a good idea to get it out of shares or out of a higher-risk fund. Um, I suggest you move it gradually. Don't move the whole lot today. Move it in, say, three lots uh, this month, next month, the month after, something like that, so you don't end up moving the whole lot at a particularly bad time. But if you're sort of cooler about these things and you just accept, okay, because I do, I'd say, oh, yeah, the market's gone down. Oh, well, that's a, that's a pity, but it'll come back up again. If you're cool like that, just stay where you are and just keep investing in the markets, remembering with KiwiSaver and with some other investments, people set them up to put a regular amount in every week or every month, every payday, whatever. That's terrific when the markets go down. You should be feeling happy about it because it means your, your $100 or whatever you're putting in is buying more shares mm-hmm. when the market's down. So not necessarily a time to be upset, just a time to be kind of philosophical and to stick, stick with it. Thank you, Mary. A great reminder. Uh, lovely to have you on and back for 2022. Mary Holm with How to React When the Share Market Goes Down. Cheers, Mary.